0: Om sahana bhavatu sahana bhunaktu Sahaviryam karavavahai tejasvinavadhitamastu ma vidvishavahai Om shantih shantih shantihi we will chant from the beginning Namashri Shankarananda Guru Padambu Janmane Savila Samahamo Hagra Hagra Saika Karmane Ishvare Napi Jivena Shrishtan Dvaitam Viveke Sati Jivena Heyo Bandhas Bhavet māyāntu prakritim vidyāt, māyinantu maheshwaram, samāyi srijatītyāhuhu, śveta-śvatara-śākhinah, ātmāvā sri sankalpe nasri sankalpe-nāsri-jal-lokān, bhvrcha Kambayavab nirjallur vyosadhyana dehah kramadami Sambhuta brahmanas dasmad e tasmadatmanukhilaha Bhakhusya mahamevataha Prajagegeti kamataha Tapastaptvastrajatsarvam Jagadityaha tittirihi Verses four and five from from what from the Taittiriya Upanishad, and uh, we have been seeing verse number four, and uh, you know that is a beautiful verse, where you know the the significance of verse number four compared to verse number three is you know is to show that even though the srishti is sankalpa matrena, that Ishvara's sankalpa It's based on the intention, that intentionality of Bhagavan as understood by Maya Shakti, you know, mediated by Maya Shakti, that Ichha Shakti itself is Maya Shakti, so that Ichha of Bhagavan, Bhagavad Ichha has to be understood properly, (coughs) because otherwise, you know, we start to superimpose our own ideas on on Bhagavan, so that is the idea, because... You know, why does anybody do anything? To get something out of it. We have seen this in detail yesterday. And so, why is Bhagavan doing something? Oh, and then, you know, one religion will call it the mysteries of God, because we don't know why these things happen. Another will say, oh, Bhagavan is like that. Another will say it is Leela, Bhagavad Leela. In order to just have a good time at the cost of all the jivas. he's doing he you know he's doing something like this there are so many um, um, explanations proffered but all these explanations have you know that they, they are all an example of jeeva srishti uh, because you know you're taking your you're doing what is called a transference you're transferring your own you know intentionality onto bhagavan So the jiva's intentionality is based on whimsy, ragadveshas and uh, you know restlessness, a sense of lack and uh, you know wanting to take revenge. These are the motivations for the general people or you know beings in the world to indulge in any activity and so we imbue the same thing on bhagavan because this this is what you know in the verse number 3 we have an example of what is called sankalpath srishti sankalpa srishti and uh, and i told you it was likened in the you know even in the upanishad it is likened to the dream state because in the dream you project things the jiva project things and so then one more explanation of the universe is like it's a random thing ishvara is very random and whimsical so to, and verse number four, you know, uh, what's it? You know, does khandanam of these kinds of superimpositions of jiva-srishti, you know, jiva's superimposition on Ishvara's action, this is this is what it does—a total, you know, dismissal of that. And so this uh, yes, sankalpath srishti is there, but it has a krama. That's why the word krama is used. That order is there. The word Krama does not come in the Upanishad. You know, you can chant the whole thing Tasmadva, Etasmad, and you know, Annath Purushaha. Up till then, you can chant from the Taittiriya, The word Krama doesn't come. The word Krama is supplied specifically by Swami Vidyaranya to, to contradict. The Any notion that might be there in our, you know, in our minds. And what is that notion? That the Srishti is a random Sankalpa based Srishti. Sankalpa means like our own Sankalpa and so our own means jiva's sankalpa, you know totally random, totally you know without reason and if there is a reason, what kind of a reason it is, it's a subjective reason to fulfill a raga, to keep at bay something that one doesn't like, pravritti, nivritti based reason, pravritti approach, nivritti avoid, so anything that the jiva does wants to approach things that can make its life comfortable and then avoid things that will make its life difficult, is it not? And so if we start ascribing that same kind of, you know, partial partiality and uh, of intentions to Ishvara, then, you know, you are having an attack of jeeva Srishti. <laughs> says Vidyaranya very tongue-in-cheek way. And so since he is not discussing Jeeva Srishti, he is discussing Ishvara Srishti, he quietly supplies the Taittiriya Shruti to show that, yes, it is sankalpa. It is all spontaneous and based on desire, but that desire, quote-unquote, desire of Ishvara, that Ichha Shakti of Ishvara is not random. It is, it is not some random universe that, you know, on the first uh, something was created, then something else was created, then something else was created, and then something else was created. And then after, you know, after so much time, then suddenly Bhagavan says, I forgot to put light, and then there was light. All this is not there. Even if the Bible says that on the sixth, sixth day he created light, we have to look. At it metaphorically, not literally. Light means the possibility for this knowledge of the srishti. You can't take light as suddenly he forgot and put the sun. Bhagavan is in, in what is infallible. We call Bhagavan, and the srishti is infallible because you know that you know because it is flawless uh, manifestation. But it, it is not a whimsical manifestation. It's a flawless manifestation, and it's a manifest in and it's an orderly manifestation. Ah, it is spontaneous, flawless, and orderly all at, the, at once. And to show that the Taittiriya, you know, Upanishad is beautifully quoted in verse number four, which we have seen, you know, yesterday. And verse number five does something very interesting. It reconciles the so-called contradictions if. People are able to see that or if people uh, ascribe any contradictions between verse number 3 and 4. If if a doubting skeptic, uh, you know, called in Sanskrit uh, by the Bhagavad Gita, called in the Bhagavad Gita as Samshayatma, a doubting skeptical person. If the skeptical person were to say, you know, come on, you know, how can you have the two coexisting? You can't have night and day coexisting, and so too you cannot have, you know, you make up your mind. Is it sankalpat srishti? Is it a srishti that is completely spontaneous based on some desire of Ishvara? Or is it kramad srishti? <laughs> you know, and uh, and then here both of those are reconciled in verse number 5. Let us see. You know, because it is, the Srishti is both, you know, spontaneous, uh, based on the will of Ishvara. But the will of Ishvara is not a personal whimsy. The will of Ishvara is supplied, so to speak, amplified, buttressed, given shape and form by the jivas' contributions. We are going to see that soon. The jivas' contributions in the form of what? What does the jiva bring to the table? Other than confusion, (laughs) the jiva brings to the table of Ishvara Srishti its own papas and punyas. And yesterday we saw very nicely the word kshetra and kshetrajna from the 13th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Starting with this body, it's a field of experience. The field of experience. So this Kshetrajna in the form of Ishvara, in the form of you really, the one who indwells the body, you know, and that's going to be pointed out later. And, you know, so this Kshetrajna is, is, you know, in the form of Ishvara, is creating, so to speak, is manifesting various Kshetras for, you know, in keeping with the demands of the jiva. So it's almost like, you know, there was a, you know, it's just like how in a company there is a labor strike and the management and the labor finally come to sit at the table and the labor has so many demands to call off the strike. So the union people say, from now on, this is what, with immediate effect, this is what needs to happen. And with immediate effect. We are not going to, you know, we need a pay raise, of course. And then in addition to the pay raise, what else do we need? Here is our list of demands. And you need to make the workplace less hostile. You need to make the workplace more conducive, let us say, to working mothers who, you know, who are coming and, you know, they need a break to go, you know, feed the children or something. And we need the workplace to be also having a daycare attached to it, or we need paternity leave, we need this, we need that. So all these demands are there, and those demands are forcefully presented to the management, let us say, and the management is dependent upon the labor here because otherwise the company cannot run. So they have to accede, and then there is at the at this uh, table. There is a bargain, it's almost called a bargaining table. So they come to the table and the management, uh, you know, will review the demands. And the labor knows very well, the unions know very well that everything will not be granted. So they hike up the demands and then somewhere in between there is a meeting point, the strike is called off. Like in America, all the teachers are striking, you know horrible pay, and then many times they have to, you know, there is no money for supplies. It's amazing. Even pencils and uh, crayons, the teachers are supplying just because of the sheer love of teaching and learning. This has happened, you know, in Oklahoma, they was there, and so many places they are striking now. So, like this here, (laughs) you know, we have the unmanifest jivas, you know, and why are they unmanifest? Because the cycle of last creation was taken back by ishvara and the jivas went into a state of demanifestation because the ishvaratva was gone jivatva was gone jivatva means jeeva hood was gone ishvara was gone it all just you know went to a state of just ishvara without the jagat just that consciousness you know all uh, uh, non dual only one consciousness was there, and then you know what, the jiva was not resolved. Just that there was a little hiatus from the, you know, from the active, manifestation of both the Kshetra and the Kshetrajna Ishvara and the Jagat they were not actively differentiated. Why? Because the Papa and the Punya of the Jivas, one set, one cycle of Papa and Punya went through the spin cycle, you know, and then, you know, it just, just like how the laundromat, the machine, you know, and then goes through the spin cycle and comes to a stop. And then what? You take out all the clothes, put a new badge in and press the button and again it goes through the, you know, agitation. So here too, the, you know, the the agitating principle, if there were in the Jagat, of course, you know, to, to make the Jagat is Maya Shakti and then what? And the Maya Shakti does not act independently of Bhagavan and this Bhagavan is acting in keeping with the needs of the clamoring Jivas, just like the union, you know. So, the Jivas here are unionized, so they bring to the table Papa Punya demands. I have done a lot of things, good things. So, that means what I will get to visit a lot of Tirthakshetras. So, that means some Tirthakshetras. Tirthakshetras means like pilgrimage sites. Badrinath, Kedarnath must be there on the map. Okay. <laughs> and then what? You know, I I have a strange desire. What is the desire? To go bungee cord jumping. jumping. You know, I, I know I want a human life, but I want to go bungee cord jumping. And what does Bhagavan say? That is understandable. Why is it understandable? Because in your previous life you were a spider. Simple. <laughs> just like the spider you know goes up and down with the help of its own juice that it secretes so you were that, that spider buddhi has not gone okay human mind is there bangi cord is there and some people who train in this uh, you know useless sport is there and then you know mountains are there to climb and then you know uh, water bodies are there to swim, because previous life, you know, fish, that's all, you know. And then, you know, then there are trees, you know, and then people want to uh, build tree houses. I'm not talking of children, adults. So, some pakshi, some skara is there. And so, like this, all these things, you know, Bhagavan has to take into account, how that punya and papa will be fructified. And Bhagavan being complete Purna and Ananda Swarupa has a lot of, brings a lot of humor to the situation because the jivas sitting at the table, all the jivas, collective, this collective bargaining is going on and the jivas sitting at the table are very ordinary, impatient and very, what's the word for it, you know, fed up and uh, sick. And you know they—they they are not—they they are not, they're, they're very rude and demanding. This is my imagination, okay? But that's how they are. They're impatient. They're clamoring for a body. And then there are a small number, very finite, small number of jivas who say, "I want to know who you are, O oh Lord. Give me a body that is appropriate. Give me a you know household that is appropriate. Give me an upbringing that is appropriate." Let me give me a guru, because that is what I heard in the last life. Very few, manushyanam sahasreshu siddhaye, one or two will come, you know, and want this. Not everybody wants this. Out of thousands and thousands of jiva, all of whom are asking for useless things to jump about uh, in, you know, like trampoline, like uh, places to visit for their wanderlust, islands and, you know, all kinds of things, mountains, water, money, bank accounts, you know, and then uh, these, you know, good children, all these things people are asking, you know, Vita, Loka and then, uh, you know, Putra. This is what generally people ask. They want progeny, they want happiness from progeny, they want happiness from visiting various Lokas. And then they want happiness, uh, you know, from uh, uh, Vitteshana, Putraishana and uh, Loka. So, money, from money, etc. And there is a very finite number that you can count on the, you know, half the fingers of one hand of jivas who say, I don't want happiness from this bank account from this. I want the happiness centered on myself alone. And so for them, you know, Bhagavan has to create the possibility of, you know, uh, himself, first himself, herself becoming a guru in the form of Lord Dakshinamurti and then or Narayana and then, uh, you know, teaching the sages and, and uh, starting the guru parampara, Sadashiva Samarambham shankara acharya madhyamam asmada acharya paryantam vande guru paramparam from the beginning of you know from lord shiva Avatar of Dakshinamurthy, all the way to my own guru and with adi shankara shining as a as a as a jewel as the the crown jewel i, I salute I surrender to the entire guru parampara, this is, this is what the chant is. And so for those finite numbers, small number of jivas, he has to create gurus by teaching them. He has to create the possibility of ashrams. He has to create the possibility of renunciation. He has to create the Upanishads. Yeah, to so that the gurus can teach. He teaches from the Upanishad. And that Upanishad is given to the sages. In the minds of the sages it is channeled. And then they they become mantra drashtar. The seers of these mantras that we are, you know, seeing, summarized by uh, Swami Vidyaranya. Then he has to create writers who will summarize the Upanishads which are difficult to understand, which are very few and far between. And so there are all these Vedanta works. And then he has to create a mind that is that has the capacity of being unswerving and steady to learn the Upanishad and to dispel the self-knowledge or self-ignorance and gain this self-knowledge. So this is all at the bargaining table. So, useless things are created. Useless from whose standpoint? From those jivas who are mamakshus. So, useless things are created. We, you know, we, we will find that there are so many things in the universe for which we feel like, what is the purpose of this? What is the use of this? Why does this exist? But from Ishvara's standpoint, no thing is purposeless, because for every single thing in the universe, there are takers. You It may not interest you, but somebody else may come and want it. Ah. Somebody else will definitely be there. Some takers will be there. You know, one will think such a unhygienic and uh, so to speak, you know, very disgusting looking thing like cockroach. Correct? Ah. You know, and why is it called cockroach? Mahyam na I don't like it at all. It doesn't appeal to me. So that rochate has become cockroach. Na And so, for me, it is useless. This is why does this, this exist? Why is this useless thing? But then we find that in the ecosystem, it, it has a purpose. You know, even if it is scaring people, I mean, not just small children, even adults are scared of this thing called cockroach because it is very unpredictable. Suddenly it will move here. Suddenly it will move there. And then, you know, whenever it feels like it can fly, it can swim. And then when it flies, it just hits any, anything, you know, in its path. Unlike the bat, it doesn't have any kind of sonar uh, blessing, nothing. You know, it just hits and then falls and flies again. And then, you know, uh, uh, apparently the, the biggest cockroaches in the world are in Brazil. Brazilian hissing cockroaches. They are called singing cockroaches because they are so big and they breathe through the sides of their body and create some kind of a hissing sound. And so why do they, I mean, we may think, why does this disgusting creature, which most people don't like, exist? Apparently it has some, there is some balance in the universe these cockroaches in the ecosystem keep. They eat up certain things, and then they have certain things, and then, you know, and then they are eaten by other, you know, other animals. They become, you know, first they are predators, and then they are food for animals on a other on the other uh, bigger chain, like snakes, etc. They are food for such kinds of you know reptiles, and then unfortunately they are also food for some people who you know who, who make cockroach chips, etc. Enough of that. So anyway, <laughs> so why does that exist? You may not find it useful, you may find it absolutely disgusting, but then there is somebody else who will love it. And so therefore, this Srishti, even though it seems to be sankalpa based, it is not like your sankalpa. That's why we had a long discussion yesterday about the nature of the jiva sankalpa and Ishvara sankalpa, completely and utterly free from pressure. And so now, you know, these two are uh, reconciled here, uh, according to the fifth verse here. Bahusyam aham eva, You know, myself alone, what? Bahusyam. So Bhagavan said to himself, herself, what did Bhagavan say? May I please become many. May I become many. How are you going to become many, you know, become many means what? You know, it's it's not that this creation is other than Bhagavan. This is what this verse is going to, you know, how are this, how is this sankalpa srishti and krama srishti, how are they going to be reconciled? This is how, because it is sankalpa and that sankalpa alone has quote unquote become the jagat. Abhinna nimitta upadana karanatvam saw Without undergoing any change So it has itself become the jagat Without undergoing any change whatsoever And so therefore Bhagavan thinks to himself Where in the Taittariya Upanishad You know Bahusyampraja yeyeti Satapo tapyata Satapas taptva Idagam sarvam asrijata you know, it starts with the, the, that whole, uh, you know, passage is beautifully summarized in a shloka form in two lines. So, kamayat, bahusyam sarvam gegeti, satapotapyata, satapastaptva, sarva masrijata, yadidankincha, tathrishtva, tadevaanupravishat, tadanupravishya, satchatyacha bhavat. Very important stanza uh, mantra in the Taittiriya Upanishad. You know, summing up the non-separateness of the jagat and Ishvara, that the whole jagat is nothing but Ishvara. In fact, Ishvara has quote unquote entered, as it were, every single name and form that has uh, that has been created. So that has been manifest. So that's why. Bhagavan says, Bahusyam, Ataha, Prajayaya, So now, I am going to Ataha, Now, Prajayaya, Let me become many, Bahusyam, Let me be many, Prajayaya, Here I create, What? Myself, Let me multiply myself, How are you going to multiply yourself, It is called, You know, It is called Ishvara Srishti, As though, you know, all the things that have their being is that that being of that very thing is this Satchidananda, Consciousness, Brahman. So that is what the whole thing is. Everything, you know, everything in this universe is is actually, our see the word uh, thing in Sanskrit and many vernacular languages is Vastu. I'm going to write that, you know it, you know the word, we have used it many times, Vastu. So, really speaking, everything is Avastu. It's not a thing. Really, what makes a thing, a thing, is this Vastu alone. So, the word Vastu, thing, is only applicable to Bhagavan and to Satchidananda. That is the only Vastu. Bhagavan as satchidananda. So the Swarupa Lakshana of Bhagavan the you know the nature the intrinsic nature of Bhagavan Satyam jnanam Manantam or satchidananda is the only Vastu. Everything else is avastu. And so this endless, limitless you know principle what is this principle? Sat as we are going to see later, you know in the next in the sixth verse we're going to see that, that alone, you know, quote unquote, became everything without undergoing any change. How does it become everything without undergoing any change? It's very simple. It, it doesn't, you know, because whatever, quote unquote, it has become is a mere projection. It lends its presence, satta, you know, its isness. <laughs> ah. Because whenever you describe something, flower, then what do you say, flower is, flower exists, flower is. So the existence of the flower, we would say, does not belong to the flower, then to what does it belong, Ishvara, yeah, it belongs not to the flower, but to who, Ishvara. The Ishwara is the only source of existence and that existence is lent to the flower as long as the flower retains its shape which is for 2-3 days When the flower withers, the is, the existence doesn't go it lends itself to the new form of the flower so first we say bud is, blooming flower is fully bloomed flower is then withered flower is and even if you say this is no longer flower you are constrained to use the word is ah. so the isness merely withdraws itself from a particular name and form and then joins that name and form which that you know thing has now you know taken shape that's what it is withered flower is petal is all the fallen petals are is and then the fallen petals join the soil, compost is. And the compost nurtures another flower bush, another flower bush is, which gives birth to another flower, another flower is. So you see the object of the word is, keeps changing, is finite, 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 but it is held by that which is infinite. That infinite is Sat, and that is Ishvara and so iti so the, the the so the sankalpa was what let what is the sankalpa is shown here let me as though become many kamatah and then tapas taptwa tapas taptwa means what meditated what what is Bhagavan's meditation here you know Bhagavan's meditation is these, you know is, is, the, is the contemplation on the previous cycle of the creation. That's all it is. Just like your dream is based on memory of what you have seen in the daytime and desire. And what is the desire? The desire for whatever ragadveshas are there, the personal desires through this dream, the vikshepa, the projection of the dream is based on memory, knowledge and desire. These are the ingredients of the dream projection and these are also the ingredients of Ishwara's projection of the Jagat. So there is sankalpa, desire and I told you the desire is free of any personal agenda. And then there is memory of the previous cycle of creation which is what is called tapas here. And that memory is all knowledge from the previous cycle of creation. Why? Because the previous cycle of creation was equally infallible. Ah, there was nothing there to fix, nothing there. The Bhagawan doesn't have to meditate. Okay, last time I didn't get this right. I think I should, you know, do change anything. No. If there is any change, it's in keeping with the jiva's demands. So that is the tapas, the visualization of the entire universe, but how kramat, in keeping with the, how everything has to unfold, in keeping with the infallible orders of the universe. And one of the orders of the universe is jivas, papa, and punya, to fulfill those, that papa and punya creating various, you know, circumstances and various Lokas for those Papa and Punya to be exhausted and for the jiva to get a stomping ground. All these things are taken into account. So therefore what? So Tapas Tapthva. So memory of the previous cycle of the creation and how to update it to this present set of jivas that are clamoring for a new Loka and then or Lokas. And then, the desire, the sankalpa, which is, you know, in keeping with whatever the punya, papa and various orders. And then finally the knowledge, the infinite knowledge, sarvajnyatvam and sarvavetritvam. There are two words used for knowledge, uh, All the person who is all-knowing. One is sarvajna and then the other is sarvavit, And uh, so these are technical terms. So, sarvagnya, means, Sarvam janati, all-knowing, and you know, and what is all, you know, what is the meaning of the word all, the meaning of the word all is, everything that you know, plus everything that you don't know, so you can also say, I am all-knowing, really. And after gaining this knowledge, one becomes Sarvajna, one knows everything, generally speaking, because one knows Ishvara, One, if you know Brahman, you know everything, because Sarvam kalvidam Brahma, if Brahman is, you know, everything, Brahman is everything, and therefore, knowing Brahman, you know everything, Sarvam janati, it is Sarvajna, so one, you know, if you know one thing, it's as good as knowing everything, and then, to describe ishvara we have in addition to sarva uh, sarvajna we have another word sarvavit sarvavit means the one who uh, it, it also means all knowing in general but specifically it means the one who knows everything you know in particular sarvagnya knows everything in general, Sarvavit knows everything in particular and this is the word Sarvavit is only applicable to Ishvara, the jiva even after gaining self knowledge may not know Greek, may not know Sanskrit, may not know specific things but the person is a you know the person is a Jnani, oh so I can become a Jnani without knowing Sanskrit <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nice to have hope. Anyway, so then why not? You, you know, if you're because now the teaching is that the teaching is happening in so many languages. So yeah, so uh, you know, uh, specifically speaking, such a uh, such a possibility is there. So now this sarva vetritvam, you know, is is is, is what is this? that is becomes this all uh, you know knowingness is the knowledge because of which asrijat sarvam jagat so the whole jagat is nothing but knowledge when I say flower is what is what am I saying flower knowledge is, is nothing other than flower huh? flower is flower knowledge is mountain is mountain knowledge is kidney is kidney knowledge is i is i knowledge is i e y e okay yeah and then what you know stomach is stomach knowledges. is it's everything the existence is nothing but knowledge so that satt is nothing but jnanam that satyam is jnanam alone and that jnanam is anantam because it is manifest you know infinitely manifest and so tapastaptva and so this combine this unique combination of memory desire and knowledge bursts forth into so to speak many 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 endlessly many forms of ishvara you know uh, abiding in each and everything as that unchanging satchidananda so whatever you see is ishvara whatever is you know whatever you encounter is ishvara. what is is ishvara the first the first two letters of ishwara is, is I S. That's how you remember. And this is, you know, talked about a little more, uh, you know, um, at length and elegantly quoting from the Chandogya Upanishad, which is from the Sama Veda. Till now we have had, you know, we've had, uh, what is Ashweta, Ashwatara Upanishad, Yajur Veda, then we've had Rig Veda, then again Yajur Veda, you know, uh, uh, Krishna Yajur Veda, and then now we are going to Chandogya Upanishad, Sama Veda, and so many Vedas are being quoted, why, because to to, to show that there is Ekavakyata, total absence of any kind of Contradiction between one shruti and another shruti. So this is the this is from the Samaveda. Idam Gresa devasid, idam grahse devasid, bahut vayata daikshat, bahut daikshat. Tejo bannanda jadini, Tejo bannanda jadini, Sasar jeti Sasar jeti ca samagaha. Idamagre, before this Jagat came into being, same thing, we have already encountered Idamagre where in the middle of the first line of verse number 3. You can go back and look. Atma va idam abhut. And so here the same thing is iterated slightly differently using the word sat. So, sadeva idam asit. Same thing. We have seen this already. So uh, Sat alone was and what is this Sat I told you, it is that source of all existence which is sentient conscious all knowledge and which is you know limitless. This is what is Sat and this Sat alone was this you know this Vastu alone was and this Vastu looked around bahutvaya in order to as though become many it looked around as it were. And then what? It, it uh, you know, then Sasarja, you know, then it created the Daikshata here. Looked around means same as Tapas, you know, Tapas taptva in the previous word. Looked around means visualized, contemplated. And what did it contemplate? Tejaha,
1: fire.
0: up up means water. Anna, Anna means food. Andaja, andaja means all things born of eggs, etc. So, you know, so first, so he, you know, previously we had five elements in discussed in the Taittiriya Upanishad. And here we have what? Only three elements. That's why I told you yesterday itself that our commitment is not towards, you know, elements. It's not towards, you know, uh, five elements and which came first and how. And now there is a contradiction in the Chandogya Upanishad between the, you know, five elements in the Taittiriya and only three elements being discussed in the Chandogya. No such problems. Because that's not whatever purport is. You know, three, two, doesn't matter. The point is what, you know, that, that Aikshata and Sasarja, it created it contemplated it created and it created is within quotes it it actually so to speak you know projected itself alone as the jagat so the whole jagat is non separate from ishvara and then what you know is the is ishvara then has become the jagat no ishvara is ishvara jagat is ishvara jiva is ishvara hmm. Ishvara is not the Jagat, Ishvara is not the Jiva, Ishvara is not, you know, is not the, what's its name, uh, any single thing in the universe. Ishvara is that which lends its existence to everything without becoming any one thing. So, you know, just like when you have a crystal and you put red cloth behind it, it manifests as red or yellow or green orange, so on without being any one of those things. It's, you know, it is free of all coloration. But it supports the colors and takes on those very forms. So, that's what is talked about here. Ida magre sad eva asit. Ekam you know, advithiyam. You know, sad eva somya idam agre asit. Chandogya vakya. Sixth chapter of the Chandogya Upanishad. E Kame our Shwetu. Who is Shvetu? Huh? Ya Uddalaka's son, Shwetaketu, Shwetu for short. Yeah, Shwetaketu you know goes to his father. Actually the father goes to him. father says, Did you ask for this knowledge? Knowing which everything is known? And Shvetu says that. I was the best in my class. I had a 4.2 GPA and everything I already knew. My teachers must not have known this knowledge. Otherwise they would have taught me. He says that very arrogantly. But the father brings him down several notches and he says, come on, you know, did you ask for this knowledge? I'm not asking you if your teachers knew or if you think your teachers knew. I'm asking you, did you ask for this knowledge? Then he finally becomes humble enough to take on the father as the teacher. And the first teaching the father gives is, Sadeva idamagre." So, O oh dear one, Sadeva asid idamagre." Before this manifest Jagat came into being, it was in a state, it was in a de-manifest form, and that de-manifest form, all, all that was there, is sat alone so now it became the jagat now the sat has died no it is still sat alone and that sat alone you know is 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 you is is atma that sat sa atma tvamasi shvetaketu that sat you are and before that he says Pacharam vikaro namadheyam this whole jagat is based on vak Word and its meaning. Everything that you see, is name and form we can say, but you know, uh, Chandogya Upanishad puts it even better. Word and meaning. Pot, word and meaning. Thought, word and meaning. caught word and meaning. Hat, word and meaning. Mat, ha- word and meaning. Cat, word and meaning. This or that, word and meaning. It's all word and meaning, word and meaning, word and meaning, word and meaning. We can be here forever saying word and meaning. Anything that you see is word and meaning. And that word and meaning is animated by whose presence and behaves in accordance to whose laws. And then, you know, goes back to a state of deanimation when its purpose is over according to whose laws. That is sat. That is Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahma, Jagatkaranam Brahma. Here called in the Chandogya Upanishad as Sat. And Uddhalaka, the teacher, gives his son Shvetaketu some examples to assimilate this this mind-boggling truth. And he gives a simple example of pot and clay. You know, Yadyatha Somya Eke Namritpindena Sarvan minin Mayam. Vignatam syat So you know if you just look, if you study one lump of clay, again a m by the analysis or the deep understanding of one lump of clay. You know, sarvam mrindmayam vignatam syat. So everything in the earthen mrindmayam means earthenware world any modification vikara of clay mayat the suffix is is vikara arthe. in the you know vikara means in the in the form of modification we have to understand the suffix mayat has many meanings but mostly it is used vikara arthae vikara arthe means in the sense of what you know a modification so again mrit pindena by the analysis or the study of one lump of clay, by the understanding gained of one lump of clay, then sarvam rinmayam anything that is a modification of clay, Vignatam uh, syat is already known as what? Clay. So you can go to a, you know, I've seen this, like some place where all the potters make their pots, you can go, and then you will see that there are many pots and then there are some earthenware lamps, you know, with a, with a cover with different star-shaped and uh, moon-shaped holes, etc., so that the light comes out, you know. And then there are, uh, you know, clay lamps, there are clay figurines, Krishna, etc. There is a clay jug, sharava, there is a clay lid, there is a clay cup and saucer, all the whole world of clay shines as what clay alone and if you don't know this you know and if you are a part and and if it's a part with if it's a part with the human mind then it will grieve because it will only identify as that particular name and form not understanding that everything is clay and that clay alone i am you see where this is going yeah so therefore, that the aikshathe. So the visualization was done just like a potter moulding the clay into various items. And so here too, the various, you know, you know, the raw material for the names and form is all in the sankalpa. In you know, in keeping with the, in keeping with the orders of the universe, the Ichha shakti, jnana, shakti, kriya, shakti come together, and then they project a universe. Because of the goddess, the presence of Mataji, the all knowledge, she who is all power, all knowledge, and all intentions, she projects this universe, and you know that is what is called Ishvara. And then the one who comes under the spell of this projection, not knowing one's nature, is called Jiva. This is going to be told like this. But let us see the second line so what does it sasarja what does it create this sat has so, so to speak manifest as tejaha fire up waters and then anda Anda, you know anna anna here means food and then what else and then andajadini andajadini means various Jivas. it also manifests, it entered so to speak the name and form called the jiva. So it is animating not only the inanimate forms such as fire, water, etc., air, food. It's also animating the sentient forms such as what? Andaja, born of egg. And so what is? what are the things born of eggs? Reptiles, birds, etc. And then we have we have uh, adi padat adi means uh, etc so the word etc is used etc. means beginning with things born of eggs you know andat jayate iti andaja then we have some things which are lower life forms called shwetaja ball of moisture and you can try this keep a keep some rice in a, in a humid place you know in a, in a bottle airtight bottle and then after a while that moisture is enough for the birth of all kinds of creepy crawly things and then you say yikes what happened to this rice and the whole thing you have to throw and it it, it makes the rice stick to one another some jivas grow in the not in the rice in the moisture that is surrounding the rice you cannot see but it is there so that is called Svetaja. Shwetaja and then there is Udbhija, like plants etc etc., that break through the earth and grow. Shwetaja, Udbhija, Andaja, and then finally Jarayuja. Jarayuja means mammals, things born of you know, their mothers, mammals. So, and so these are the fourfold classification of the jivas. All of them, you know, were born in this way from that Satchidanandam, Brahma, so sing the Samagas. Samaga means those who, the singers of the samaveda samaveda is the only Veda that is sung. The others are chanted. And then, you know, then he gives a quotation from the, uh, what is that? Uh, Mundakopanishad, Atharva Veda. So that was the only Veda that was left out. And so now we have the Atharva Veda quotation. You know, and that's a very beautiful mantra from the Atharva Veda. And uh, what does it say? It says, you know, I'll quote the mantra and then I'll explain it. Tade <todic> tat satyam pavakad pavaka dvishpulingaha prabhavante sarupaha Tatha kshara dvividha somya bhavaha Prajayante tatra jaiva You know, yatha in which manner vanhehe from the fire Wistful jayante You know, just like from the fire all these, uh, Wistful means what? Sparks. Are born. Tatha in that same manner Aksharataha from that which is called the imperishable. Akshara means imperishable. So the word Brahman is synonymous in the Mundakopanishad with the word Akshara. You know. Yaya aksharam adhigamyate. Right from the beginning the word Akshara was used. And this Akshara means the imperishable one that which is not susceptible to time, space or object wise limitations, that which is Brahman is called Akshara. So similarly from that imperishable Bhagavan, Tatha in the same manner, what you know, Akshara Taha from Akshara, Vividhaha, chidjada Bhavaha, and we have to add Jayante, chidjada Bhavaha, Bhavaha, things, you know, that are born, things that are existence, which are what? Chit, sentient, and uh, jada, insentient. So the sentient and insentient are created from that sentient Brahman alone. And the Mundu Upanishad will go on later to say, just like, you know, uh, in the sentient person, insentient uh, things such as hair and nails exist, you know. That's why you don't need anesthesia when you go for a haircut. (laughs) Why? Because the hair is insentient. Similarly, you can cut your nails without going ow, ow, ow. Because nails are insentient. But then the one who is growing the hair and growing the nails, sentient. So similarly, the whole jagat is a mishmash of sentient and insentient things, coexisting without any contradiction. And then what, you know? So, like this, this is the, uh, Mundakashruti, Mundakopanishad. And here, in his inimitable way, he has summarized it very, uh, you know, beautifully. Just like out of the fire, these sparks, how they jayante, how they are born, aksharataha tatha. You know, word to word, he has just taken from the Shruti, but put it in a couplet. So, just like that, from that imperishable cause of the universe, Brahman, Ishvara, Arban, Vividhaha, Chidjada, Bhavaha, very uniquely and elegantly put from, you know, he has taken it and put it very nicely. Vividhaha, various, you know, various manifestations which are both sentient and insentient. So, you know, then, you know, this this whole thing was just born very, very, you know, in keeping with the laws and just like the sparks from the fire. And so here, so the Sarupya of the Sarupaha, he has, uh, you know, he has omitted that word from the Shruti because it was not fitting in the meter. So, uh, vividaha bhavante somya bhavaha, sarupaha bhavante jayante, it was said in the original. Sarupaha, to, to show the sarupyam, to show that the jagad is indeed Ishvara. So, like the spark from the fire, the spark shares with the fire the heat and the light. So the fire lends the heat and the light to the spark. The spark does not share one thing with the fire, the spark is finite, the fire is, you know, infinite in relation to the spark. Similarly, this, you know, this Akshara lends its presence to everything that is perishable. Ah. Everything that is perishable shines because of the presence of the imperishable and then you know, and then another thing he has omitted is the taiva apiyanti. Where does the spark go? Back to the fire. Apiyanti means they go back to that very fire. So the uh, everything goes back, all the bhavas, all the sources of existence go back to the akshara alone. From akshara they come, all the names, all the forms. Why akshara they are sustained, and to the akshara they go back. Why? Because they are nothing but akshara. Anything to speak of about those names and forms is akshara alone. The name and form perishes. Akshara, which has not undergone any change, change simply entered the name and the form as we drawn its presence from that name and form, calling that. Uh, You know, entity dead. Oh, the flower is dead, withered. But only thing is that akshara has withdrawn itself from the thing called flower, and akshara is now sustaining what is called withered flower. So like this, you know, very beautiful here. But he has omitted those two words from the shruti because they did not fit into the meter. But those two words are very important. One is sarupaha. Sarupaha means... Just like itself. So the fire gives birth to the spark, which is just like itself. Ishvara gives birth to the Jagat, so to speak, which is just like itself. Just like Ishvara. Non-separate from Ishvara. Only thing is, the name and form, like the spark, is finite, are finite, and then the that which sustains the name and form, infinite. And then all the names and form go back. When they finish their purpose, where do they go? Back to Sat, back to this Akshara alone. This is what has to be assimilated. See how beautifully all the, you know, all the Upanishads are being strung into a garland of the cosmology of creation. And then it will ramp up tomorrow a little more. We will see that in detail. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaga Purnamivavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om